everyone. I'm Alexa. And I'm Catherine. And we're the girls behind Tickets, Please. And on today's episode, we're talking about season three of Dawson's Creek. So when I was on episode, I don't know, seven or eight, maybe, I texted you and was like, this is a slog. I'm having a lot of trouble with this season. It was worth it. And I was like, just wait. I promise you, you would get to a point where it would just be boom, boom, boom. Uh, it a was freight so train that was moving towards something yeah. amazing. I think one of the things that made the first however many episodes really hard was Eve. A.K.A. the worst character to ever exist. Alexa, my first note says Eve is the cringiest character that's ever been on television. One of my no- notes is Eve barf. <laughs> 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 So annoying because when she disappears and then comes back, that was when I wrote Eve Barf because I forgot that she came back. I know that she's supposed to be really seductive and basically like a symbol of Eve from the Bible. Right. Temptation and temptation. That's a better word than seductive. (laughs) Well, she is very seductive. But she was, yeah. I just didn't want to imply that Eve in the Bible was seductive. (laughs) Like that was a weird, that's what I was trying to say. But I know that that was the whole point of her. But I forgot that she ends up going to school because in my mind, she's she's 30. She's 25 at the bare minimum. (laughs) When he meets her on the train, I'm like, that is a grown woman and you are 16. By the way, they've been 16 for two years. Are we all just going to ignore that? (laughs) Well, supposedly it's been like two summers, but they're only juniors. This is their junior year. The very first season they started in their sophomore year, number one. So they should be seniors by now. Yeah. They Remember should. we talked about that? I don't think it was on an episode. I think it was before we even started recording these yes. episodes. Yes, it was. That we looked it up because they were talking about their first year of high school, but then said they were sophomores. And I was like, what's going on? And we looked it up and some schools start at as sophomores. Right. But regardless, Dawson, they all turned 16 in season two. Correct. And they've been 16, it's a new school year, they've been 16 all through season three. (laughs) And no one had a birthday, by the way, in season three. A whole year has gone by, but they didn't celebrate a single birthday. Did you catch the Notting Hill reference that Eve says? No, what did she say? I'm just a girl, standing in a janitor's closet, asking you to kiss her. Oh, God. One thing that I noticed from the get is that this season felt so much lighter and funnier, even in those first couple of episodes. When Joey and Pacey go and get Andy, the whole thing where Joey goes in to distract the receptionist, it's just so over the top, but in a good way. I liked it. I thought everybody was so much lighter and not so serious and brooding and dark, particularly with Joey. I just thought Joey felt different than in season two. Yeah, I agree with that. And I felt that much, much more toward the end, Mm -hmm. which... But one of the things that really stuck out to me when they went to pick up Andy, two of the things, actually. One is that I don't know if this was just how I was taking it, but it seemed like they were kind of leaning really hard into Andy being, they probably would have described it as mentally unstable. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's necessarily the, I don't really know what the right way to phrase it is, but they were really making her act I don't know, just not how I how I think she is. In the beginning of this season? Yeah, when they went to pick her up. 
I thought that the way she was acting was just completely because of the guy, the cheating. Oh, you thought she was acting unlike herself because she was guilty? It felt yes. guilty? Yes. I mean, maybe I was giving it an optimistic read, but it seemed to me that she was immediately, the guilt was weighing on her that she now had to confront what had happened over this past time that they've been apart. Okay. I'm on board with that. I like having an explanation, so I'll take it. <laughs> I thought she, they had her dressing really weird. She though. was like a five-year-old almost. Yes. That and, I did notice. And Pacey's dad energy was turned all the way up. It was it was not I was good. like, <laughs> if this can't there's no way that they can be together again. It's too it's gross. They yeah. like infantilized her a little bit in the beginning. Yes. It was the save me energy dynamic between the two of them was it was gross. I know. And part of me wonders if they needed to just immediately cut that off because of the story they were trying to tell with the rest of the season because they had built that relationship up so much in season two and, and had made us fall so in love with Pacey and Andy that I wonder if it was this want to really give it a just a hard stop so we weren't just like pc we what about andy we we love you and andy together and well, they really they had did a, it their breakup is brutal when she tells him in the hallway mark he understood these things like nobody else could because they were his fears too he even had a girlfriend that he was anxious to give back to you slept with him? We knew immediately afterwards that it was wrong for both of us. You slept with him, Andy. We decided just to continue to be friends and not tell our significant others, but then when I saw you... Easy, it was the biggest mistake of my life. And all I keep thinking about right now is what if you can't forgive me? I mean... Pacey, you have to forgive me, please. You have to forgive me. Oh, my God. I felt so bad for everybody involved. Wait, she tells him in the hallway? Doesn't I didn't she tell him at that. school? When they're, I think they're at school at, like, some pep rally or something. And she's acting weird, and he makes her tell him. But speaking of brutal, Joey going into Dawson's room and starting to take off her clothes and him rejecting her what is it what's wrong everything's wrong joey this isn't you i can be sexual dawson i know you can but we can't do this no no not like this put your shirt on it is torturous to watch Wait, why did that happen? Why did he reject because her? Because he rejected her because he felt... Because that we're coming off the summer that they weren't speaking. Because he um, made her wear a wire and send her father to jail. <laughs> so, so, um... <laughs> Oh, and he sort of is interested in Eve, too. But also, like, he's doing no. that Dawson self-righteous thing where he feels that, like they're not in a place where they should be doing that because okay. they're even though she's saying that she's forgiven him and that they she wants to be in his life again after saying he, she never wanted to speak to him he feels that it's not the right time 
Don't blame me for your sexual inexperience, Dawson. I'm not blaming I never you. stopped you from being with anyone else. It was particularly clear when you dumped me twice. There was plenty of time for you to have all the fun you wanted. It's not my fault if you're still a virgin. Joey, what happened between us or didn't happen was because we both wanted it that way. What's wrong? What's so wrong with me? It's not you. It's us. I can't go through it all again. And you say it'll be different, but it won't be. You don't know that. Yes, I do. And so do you. Joey. One more year like last year, and I can promise you there will be no love left between us. Because, listen, it only has to be on Dawson's time. That's the only time that matters. (laughs) One of the things I thought was really funny that uh, you may not have caught is Eve says to Dawson at one point, she calls him and his friends Sweet Valley High Extras. No, I, I didn't catch that. And she was in Sweet Valley High, the show. She played the it's about twin about sisters twins she played one (laughs) wow the show really likes to make those kinds of jokes like the mighty ducks one in season one does she have a twin i'm not just realizing this now how did that happen does she play the twin i don't know because i never watched the show i read every single one of the books (laughs) yes she does have a twin ah nothing like a good wink (laughs) (laughs) they really love it they do. Like the ones at the at the very end when Jen and Jack Please. are like saying the tropes of the show. Yeah, I think that the words I want to be alone right now are used far too often around here. Kind of ranks right up there with, uh, can we talk? <laughs> and there's those countless <clears throat> references towards all things Freud and Spielberg. Yeah, I'm pretty sure of it. We're not in Capeside anymore, Toto. This is some alternate reality where our intellects are sharper, our quips are wittier, and our hearts are repeatedly broken while faintly in the background some soon-to-be-out-of-date contempo pop music plays. Another very funny line was when (laughs) Dawson and Eve are having their, I think it's like their final argument before she's really gone and he says tired of being toyed with ever since you slam danced your way into my life and then a few minutes later she says to him but you dug at me you wanted to see inside my screwed up little soul oh no the number of times this season those are the writers had one of the girls call themselves little Little Joey Potter, my little screwed up soul. <laughs> I truly can't believe that the lines that you just read Kate, were in this show. And most importantly, that I didn't write them down. I just like let it happen. <laughs> Maybe you're the one with a screwed up little soul. <laughs> well, one of the things I was saying before we started recording is that because I was watching this season for the okay. second time, there were some things that stood out to me that maybe you wouldn't have picked up on because you hadn't seen the end. And that is that Dawson is solely responsible for his own demise at the end of the season. He is the one who told Pacey to watch out for Joey, spend time with her, give her advice, be the Dawson to Joey. He literally tells him, be me. I don't know, as large a part of me wanted her, there's a part of me just as large that, that knows that now is not the right time for us. Yeah. 
I need to know that she's okay. Can you talk to her, maybe watch out for her for the next couple days? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I see she needs somebody. She'd never, ever admit it, but she does. Dawson, man. Come on, you'd be doing it as a favor to me. Please, please. What yeah. did he think was going to happen? He even says, I wrote down some lines because they were very funny in retrospect. One thing Dawson says when they're going to pick up Andy is, Absolutely. Please, nobody welcomes a Potter Witter today top more than me. I should ask somebody. <laughs> he literally was like, chill, wanted it to happen the entire time, pushed them towards one another, and then was shocked when that took yeah, place. You're totally right. It's crazy it is crazy but it also seems very much in character for him totally he is exactly the kind of guy that would do that and then be shocked and appalled when it happens because even like in the episode where they're fighting over the test scores or what the test answers when dawson and pacey get into the fight at the end when they're walking out of the test dawson literally says because if we're going to beat the crap out of each other, it should at least be over a chick. That doesn't even sound like something he would say. Well, he did say it, I wrote it. <laughs> Who was he going to beat the crap out of in the first place? Why were Easy. they beating the crap out of each other? Well, this is another thing that I wanted to talk about. In that episode, somebody takes the test answers and they're trying to figure out who it is. And Eve convinces Dawson that it was Pacey. And then Dawson yes, goes to the yes. dock and confronts Pacey about... Oh Yes, it's like, all coming back. Yeah, conf- like in a literal standoff they have at the docks because Pacey's drunk. I don't know why Pacey's drunk in that episode. He was upset about something. And Dawson comes and confronts him because Eve has convinced him that it had to have been Pacey. And then Dawson accuses him and Pacey gets upset and they punch one another. You see, we've been friends for 16 years and I'm not stupid. Friends, huh? Friends. You know, that word friends, it's an interesting word. It implies that you would actually believe your friend when he's telling you something. Tell me the truth. He's (laughs) telling... You brought the test to us! No, I wanted to consult the people I trusted to determine what the best thing was to do. I never thought that anyone would be so weak or so self-motivated to actually swipe it. Weak and self-motivated, huh? Now, which one of those two colorful adjectives would I be? You are who you are, Pacey. Yes, I am, Dawson. And so are you. You, Dawson Leary, are a self-righteous son of a bitch who cares more about his rose-colored, defunct 1950s belief system than the people who fail to live up to it, huh? Interesting choice of words coming from a smug, cold-hearted son of a bitch who just dumped his girlfriend after she begged and pleaded for an ounce of sympathy. At least I didn't send a father to prison. No, you just made it go crazy. Pacey swings at him, misses, and Dawson punches him in the face. (laughs) I can't believe I blocked all that out. Which leads me to one of my overarching takeaways, which is that Dawson literally has, even prior to all the Joey stuff, the worst opinion of Pacey in the world. He is not a good friend to him whatsoever. In the beginning of the season, Pacey and Andy break up, and Dawson literally never checks in on him asks about how he's feeling, asks about how he's doing. The whole beginning is Pacey trying to tear Dawson up because of the Joey thing. And then 
He goes through one of the biggest breakups of one of the biggest relationships of his life and Dawson doesn't care at all. He immediately believes that he would be the one to take the test. He just doesn't have a good opinion of Pacey at all. Why do you think that is? He's just too self-involved? I think, he, I think because I also thought about how in the last season, remember when he gets drunk and has that tirade and talks about everything? Yeah. The thing he says about Pacey is that... I wish that my best friend Pacey would just end this transformation and a do-gooder, a student, and all-around sanctimonious teen angel and just go back to what he does best, which is make me feel good about my life because his is supposed to be worse. Holy shit. <laughs> it's really glaring. Just what he says to him when he accuses him about that test, he's nasty to him and he jumps right to that conclusion like it was so easy for him to believe that Pacey would do something like that. And to not care about what Pacey's going through at all with Andy. He is a horrible friend to him. And he's not a horrible friend to literally everybody else because he is a good friend to Jen. We've seen that in the past and we've seen and we'll see that in the future. Dawson's a decent friend to Jen. Well, it strokes his ego to be true. A good friend to girls. He doesn't have any other guy friends, so I don't know any other examples. That is now that you say that, it's so glaring. <laughs> right? Yeah. So what did you think about the episode when he's filming his documentary? I really don't like that episode, mostly because I don't like the setting. I don't like where they are. And so I just couldn't focus on literally anything that was going on because I just wanted it to be over. I hated the concept of the framing of the found footage thing, that it's already a little spooky. I just didn't like it. You haven't seen Blair Witch Blair Project, Witch, right? no, I haven't. If you had seen it and felt the societal buzz uh, at the time, uh -huh. I bet it would have been more exciting to you mm. although i'm watching it what 20 years later so i'm just <laughs> sort of like whatever but i do know what you mean about the setting it was sort of i yeah. just i couldn't get into it i am not a fan of the episode but i do like the jen pacey stuff is very funny one of my notes says not jen and pacey discovering friends with benefits they outlined the entire thing like they were they're the inventors unearthing it for the first time <laughs> like you guys th this is already a thing you know that right i love how this horrible habit of messing everything up that it does but sex is nice Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Sex good, love bad. You toss it into the walk, it messes the whole thing up. This is true. I'm starting to think that maybe casual sex is the way to go. Sex is never casual, Pacey. Perhaps. But what if both partners agreed to the terms beforehand? Like a prenup? Yes, exactly. Like a pre-getting-busy agreement. I'm just thinking out loud here. But the concept of two horny teenagers coming together for some gleefully nasty coitus and parting as friends is positively revolutionary in this day and age. Sounds killer in theory. No guilt. No shame. No head games. No bad mixtapes. I hate those. My favorite line in that episode is when they're about to kiss and Jen says to Pacey, Is this the spell? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't care. It was also very funny in, I think it's the very next episode, mm -hmm. uh, when it's Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. when Dawson says, Act out our teenage ween, want destructive ways. Oh, man. Why do they make them talk like that? <laughs> I don't know. But hearing you read them is one of the greatest pleasures of my whole life. <laughs> Honestly. 
<laughs> there was another great one that I actually thought was genuinely funny. Okay. Where Pacey says to Jen, where are we going? And Jen says, the gardening shed to play in the enriched potting soil. And Jen is so angry. I guess they're in the garden shed or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Jen is so angry and about to have angry sex with Pacey and he won't do it. And I know this is very like the bar is on the floor, but I was really happy to see that. And that Jen even acknowledges that later. She's like, and, and thank you. For conduct above and beyond. I was not in it. Okay, so you're a 16-year-old boy that must have taken superhuman restraint. Oh, Jen, you have no idea. <laughs> Ew, though. Then Ew. good. Then all boys yes. and men should develop super... If it takes superhuman restraint, then start developing it the day you're born. Okay, Correct. goodbye. Did any of the cast date in real life? A great question that I don't know the answer to. I'm going to look that up right now. While I tell you my other favorite quote from that episode is when they walk into the house and um, Graham is preparing stuff in the kitchen and she's all nervous because Jen's mom is there. And Is there anything we can help you with, Mrs. Wright? Pray. Not anything in particular? General prayer would be fine. <laughs> if Katie Holmes and Joshua Jackson did they not did. They date. Did. They did. <laughs> Rest assured. <laughs> the actress first found love on set of her hit TV series, Dawson's Creek, with co-star Joshua Jackson in 1998. They called it quits in 99 after the first season of this show aired. But they stayed close friends. Well, their chemistry is something. Oh, I have a question for you. Wow, so they pulled all that shit off after they dated. Dang. Okay. What were, <laughs> what were you going to say? I wish our listeners could have seen your face just now. <laughs> when Dawson and Joey catch Jen and Pacey making out, mm -hmm. Joey is so, so pissed. You guys are so stupid. You're both going to get hurt by this. Nobody's going to get hurt by this. We both agree that neither of us have our emotions in it. And you're proud of that fact. Joey, we were just messing around. Dawson? They lost me in nothing. Pacey, this isn't you. I mean, Jen, maybe you're trying to prove something to somebody about Whoa, her. Whoa, hey, slow down. This was as much my decision as it was hers, okay? So is, is that why you named your boat True Love? Because you think it's okay for casual acquaintances or even friends to just, you know, use each other as scratching posts? I knew you weren't going to understand. You know what? I understand. I understand just fine. Why is that? Is it because on some level she likes him already? Yeah. That's what okay. that's at least how I always saw it. She doesn't realize it yet, but she likes him and it's bothering her. Okay. I'm looking up if Jane Spanderbeek have dated anybody. I can't believe any human being would date Jane Spanderbeek, <laughs> honestly. Really? I don't know. He seems really I just happy. find him so unattractive. Really? You don't? I don't. I mean do I don't... you think he do you think he's attractive? I do. I don't mean that in like a judgy way, like you, but <laughs> no, I do think he's attractive. Yes, I actually think more so now than than before. I would agree with that. Yes, um, he seems really happy now, though, with his wife, and he has like five kids or six kids or something like that. He seems really happy with his life, which is nice. Yeah, I saw something. I want to say it was in the first year of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. About them, I think, did they even, they moved down to Austin or somewhere in Texas, yeah. right? Somewhere mm -hmm. in the Hill Country. Yes. And I remember looking through a few of his Instagram posts and stuff, and he actually did seem 
very genuine and very happy. He was on Dancing with the Stars. So of oh, really? course I got a lot of his like personal life. And first of all, he was amazing on Dancing with the Stars. He was robbed for anybody that that watches <laughs> it. And, and we got to know like his wife and his children and he seems really happy. Oh, that's cute. I'm glad. He didn't date anybody from the show. That's shocking. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Part of me, I don't know if I'm just <laughs> making him into his character, but part of me, <laughs> I can imagine him being like, this is a professional setting. And <laughs> that is how Dawson would see it. <laughs> Definitely. I'm, looking at Michelle I'm not going to give in to my want and lust and desire. <laughs> I'm looking at Michelle Williams and then we can move on. Wow, her Wikipedia is very sparse. She doesn't even have a personal life section. Michelle Williams? Yes. That's bizarre. I feel like she's the most famous and successful of all of them. By a wide margin. Yeah. Not from what I can tell. No, she didn't date anybody from the show. Oh my gosh, she gained emancipation from her parents at 15. Really? So maybe that's why she played her character. Remember I was complaining that she played her character like a grown woman? Maybe it's because she was one. She Maybe she had a lot of life experience by then. By that time, she was 18 when they were filming the first season. Hmm. So she'd already been on her own for three years. That's wow. wild. No, she never did anyone from the show. Well, Katie and Joshua had <laughs> the chemistry. So <laughs> No one was competing with that, I guess. I love the Tango episode. I know you just brought it up because when Joey and Dawson find out that Jen and Pacey are hooking up, the whole concept of Dawson trying to figure out what's going on the whole time and then like sneaking around and the secret arrangements. It's so high school in the best way. <laughs> <laughs> I love the scene when Pacey and Joey are studying in the completely dark classroom and (laughs) Pacey's talking about how he's used to the people that study with him having sex with him afterwards. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) He's out of control. And that Joey's response to that is that she offered him Chex Mix. (laughs) It's just that recently whenever I crack a a book to study, it's like I automatically want to be doing something else anything else i mean it seems to me that under the previous regimes in my life every time i was studying i was given a reward i offered you checks mix and i'm not talking about checks mix i'm talking about tamara and i'm talking about andy let's just say that those two ladies they trained me to equate studying with with what sex so i have a different question for you though similar to the one you asked me Why isn't Dawson upset about the Jen and Pacey thing? I figured it was just because he had totally let go of his feelings for Jen, right? I guess, but... But you're right, though. It's out of character because he's the kind of guy who even 10 years later would be worked up over it. Correct. It doesn't seem like Dawson has evolved enough to have even let go of his feelings for Jen completely. Jen was his everything. Not that he still is has any lingering no. feelings for Jen maybe but that he's still territorial yeah. over her like, or that or that he would be yeah like Jen's mine I dated her first I yeah. saw her first Ugh. like I just well my actual thought is is that the only reason they had that happen is 
one to contrast how he reacts later but two so that not him and joey are both upset it was to highlight that joey is like overly upset about the situation and if they had dawson react that way too it would be harder to accentuate the fact that joey is the one that's freaking out about this i think that's got to be the exact reason (laughs) that's so that i was trying to think of a character reason why that was the case but i know that it was just like the writer answer i like what jen says to pacey though after that when they kind of like i guess break up or would stop the arrangement or whatever you'd want to call it when she's talking about how she's noticed pacey and joey why couldn't you just go to dawson (laughs) unless of course you now feel uncomfortable talking to him about your sex life considering considering what that your current girl friday used to be his okay now correct me if i'm wrong but dawson leary didn't actually know about you and i until what two minutes ago talking about us what, Joey? This has nothing to do with Joey. Basically, I saw the way that you overreacted to Dawson. I saw the way that Joey overreacted to us. I know that you're having trouble in math these days, but it doesn't take Einstein to get the sum total of these two overreactions. Do you want to talk about the B&B episode? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> <laughs> I realized, because I was thinking about how on one of the previous seasons, my favorite episode was the hurricane one Mm -hmm. and before i got to the end of this season i thought the b&b was my favorite and i realized that i love an excuse for people to be stuck in a place together couldn't agree more (laughs) (laughs) why is that i don't know i think that it like at least for me it feels very teenagery because it's not a concept that adults like encounter that much. There's not a lot of times when adults are in a place where they have to be like trapped together and there's like tension and other things going on because normally it's you're not like the stakes are not that high. <laughs> this also explains why one of my favorite episodes of Friends is when the power goes out. Oh my God, I love the blackout episode. I think the entire mon of them talking about their favorite nostalgic smells is so funny when Jen says mothballs love the smell of mothballs <laughs> no um, when when class would get out at the Chapin School in New York uh, there was this old storage room in the back of the auditorium that the drama club used to keep all their costumes and props in spent hours in there and then joey is talking about bacon bacon sizzling crackling wafting into my bedroom while i was still asleep starting in my dreams and and coaxing me into awake god i know that smell I don't. I didn't write down the exact line, but huh. she's talking about wafting and coaxing. <laughs> but I did think it was sweet. <laughs> yeah, that was so silly, but I thought it was sweet that she was talking about her mom's dream <sighs> of having a B and B, and that was really special. And then her terrible, they were able terrible to do that. sister forgot that that was even the case. <laughs> like, I Bessie. don't even know how that's something you can forget. I, I don't know, especially because Bessie's the one that's older. But that episode also did bring back the triumphant. Return of Bodhi. Were you excited to Thank see Thank God. 
I asked you in the beginning completely who forgot. the hell he was. Completely forgot. I also I was forgot. Like, he's gone and there's no explanation. But even still, did they explain where he'd been? He was, yes, he was working. So he was to the city, Boston. He was like away earning money oh, in some way. I must have missed that. Yeah, they do throw a line in of like, he's busy. He's in the city. That kind of a explanation. I also completely forgot Doug came back and Doug's in a lot of this season. Wait, who's Doug again? He's his brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You asked me about Why him. did we think he was gone? Yes, because he wasn't in season two. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have something to say about Doug, but it's going to be a long, long time before I can say it. <laughs> That's also the episode where Dawson thanks Pacey for going above and beyond to help Joey. I guess what I'm trying to say is thank you. For what, man? For doing what I asked you to do. Taking care of Joey. You really went above and beyond the call. I mean, you did something really special for her. I'm glad she has you. Dawson has such fucking issues, man. <laughs> Is he just totally... I don't... He's so unaware why. Because he's just so certain that Joey belongs to him. Yes. And, and that they're destined. All, and that. And that Joey is so hopelessly in love with him and has been for so long that that will be the case forever. Mm -hmm. She couldn't possibly like anybody. But what's weird, though, is that why doesn't he freak out about AJ like Pacey does? He really does not care that she's dating AJ. I think because at that point, he thinks he's over her in that way. It's not until he catches them yeah. together or finds out they're together. That's true. That it makes him realize it. Yeah, that is true. I think he sort of says that at one point. Yeah, I think he does. Because he also says something like that in the Witch Island episode. Because Joey is unhappy with how their relationship is at the, at the moment. Dawson's like, mm, I don't know, like, whatever. Like, it is what it is. He's such a jerk to her. He, He's a she, dick. He, she asks him, like, hey, like, you don't know what's going on in my life at all. I don't know what's going on in your life at all. And he's like, mm, I don't know. I don't care. Like, it happens sometimes. He tells her, like, that's the way it goes sometimes with friends. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> Like, it's such a cavalier King Charles attitude. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't stop myself. I don't know what that was. You, just, you paused for just long enough that I couldn't resist it. <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> it's just such a cavalier attitude towards someone that he calls his soulmate almost every other day. What's going on with us? This is not the time or the place to run through an exhaustive dissertation on the state of our relationship. Right. You know, we should just stand back and watch it crumble around us. We'll deal with it later when it's more convenient. We're friends. Why can't we just leave it at that? Friends. Yeah, you take away everything else that we are, and then that's what we are. We're friends. Dawson, you can't just will a friendship into existence. You know, I give up. For the first time in my life, I have no idea what you're talking about. Of course you don't. Well, explain yourself. Dawson, what exactly do you know about my life these days? I mean, think about it. I mean, do you know how I lost my job, how I did on my PSATs, how the Potter sisters are eking out their meager living? And you know, I don't know a thing about your life either. Dude, I'm sorry if I've been distant, but that, I thought that's what we needed. And at the end of the B&B &B episode, when Pacey is sitting and watching Joey sleep, just like Grams talks about in her story with her husband. I didn't connect that. At some point in our journey, he'd fall asleep, chin on chest, 
book on lap. Content. You know you love someone when you can spend the entire night just sitting by the fire, watching them sleep. And then that's what happens at the end with Pacey and Joey. That's so sweet. <sighs> we haven't talked about fucking Jen and stupid Henry. <laughs> Exhausting. Mm. Exhausting. I don't mind them together, but they had a fight every episode. He's, he's too immature. Too immature. He means well, but he thinks he loves her. That's not what love is. He's too immature to really understand. It's infatuation. She weirdly projects stuff onto him a lot of times. She wants him to be better. Then she likes things about him. Then she gets annoyed. I don't know why they spend so much time on it. I don't know. I just, I wish I understood the purpose because there's so little to get from their scenes and their interactions. There's just nothing to it. All they do is fight and all she does is get mad at him and they make up and it's just... Even the end when she has that <sighs> big moment of running to him before he goes to yeah. football camp. I don't know. I also thought it had really creepy energy when she kissed him and all they, they were surrounded by like 30 guys all like clapping and hollering. Yeah. It just had like scary energy. One of my least favorite couples on the whole entire show. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, they cast him because it's the closest they could get to somebody that looks like Leo. And then later on in the season, that girl, mm -hmm. AJ's friend, starts working at the restaurant, which by the way, I have a question about that. But she says something about a branch right off the DiCaprio family tree. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we know. Okay, we've got it. I don't know if I missed something or what, but how did that girl end up working at the restaurant? I don't have an answer because you telling me that she was AJ's friend is me knowing that for the first time. Oh, was she not? AJ like, is in the college guy? Yeah. His the girl that... That's his friend? I thought that was her. Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> it's hard to know because I never care about the Jen and Henry stuff. And in particular in that episode, I definitely don't care because there's a lot of other stuff going on in the other storyline when they go to Aunt, Aunt Gwen's. So Wait, well, that's her name? Yeah. Gwen. The aunt? Ju sure? Julie Bowen? Yes. It's Gwen? It's Gwen. Because Excuse me, her name is not Julie Bowen, it's Claire Dunphy. <laughs> because, because I can just hear um, Joey saying Aunt Gwen. I'm glad we're going. I love Aunt Gwen. So I definitely was not paying enough attention to know that that was AJ's friend, if it is. <laughs> First of all, it's probably not. But those girls do look alike, though, do they not? <laughs> yes, they do. But then who is that girl? Where did she come from? A, a good question. I think it might be right, but I just didn't even realize that it was her. We have to look this up now. Wait, hang on. Just give me a second. While you look it up, can I just say something about AJ? Because we're not, we don't need to spend a lot of time on that guy. No, no one needs to spend any time on AJ. What I wanted to point out is that when he's taking care of Joey's scraped knee, he holds up the Neosporin and says, You know, I, I, uh, I know something that might work better than this. And I out loud said, <laughs> what are you going to kiss her knee and make it better? Not only did he, but he did it twice. <laughs> Truly disgusting. Honestly, I blocked it out. I forgot that that even happened. Why does she scrape her knee? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, because her heel broke. 
Oh God. Oh yes. Oh my. When you jokingly texted me team AJ, I was like, don't even tell me. No, I, I was going to save it for the podcast, but I had to text it to you because I just couldn't take it. He was so condescending. I don't even know what she saw in him. I thought the same thing. I thought because when he's introduced, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the guy she ends up dating for a little bit. And when they get together, there's like no chemistry or anything there at all to me. I couldn't understand like what she even saw at all because he showed you a first edition of Little Women. Oh, oh, is that why? <laughs> Come on, Joey. You could do way better. He takes her on a date to see the Northern Lights. And they don't even see them. She sees him at Dawson. Pacey is so funny in that episode, though, when he shows up to her house before the date and is like frantic and and upset about the play. So I tanked. I did. I completely tanked. Calm down, Pacey. You're just nervous. Oh, no, no, no. This is way beyond nervous. You know that read through I had today? I couldn't remember a single line. I don't know why you're psyching yourself out like this. You know the play, Pacey. We went through it two nights ago. No, I know the play when I'm running it with you. When I got to do it with actual human beings, nothing. I know I suck for not being there. I'm sorry. You do suck for not being there, don't you? Where did all this scientific mumbo-jumbo come from? I thought this AJ dude was a poetry geek. He's interested in more than just that. He's a renaissance man. Fantastic. He can bore you in seven languages. No, just three, actually. English, French, and Latin. Latin? Mm Mm-hmm. Who speaks Latin? I mean, like, Spanish. Now, that's the foreign language of the people, but Latin, that's a dead language. He's here. Okay, thank you. Also, that sweater she's wearing that has those little sparkly beads right along the edge of the neckline, I die for it. (laughs) I? I would do anything for that sweater. I saw it and thought, Catherine definitely is going to have a note about this outfit. I swear to you, I did. <laughs> How? What? How did you know? Because there was just something about it. And when Pacey says, like, like actually, because he's so busy being frantic in that scene that he doesn't even, like, really look at her until they're about to leave her room, and then he takes a look at her, and he's like... You know, the first thing he's going to do when he comes through that door is he's going to pay you some lame compliment about how incredible you look tonight. I love the way she looks back at him and is like, Pacey. Like, like she's like, what the fuck? So funny. Her delivery is really funny. They are so freaking good together. Are we waiting while you look something up or have no, you forgotten about I, it, that? No, it's too, it's taking too long. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I would either need like a second for me to just fully look it up or... Let's go for it. Okay. We have time. People are going to want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that she's the girl that AJ ends up with? That's the friend you're that's talking what about, I, right? That's what I thought. Even you just saying that sentence makes me realize that it's not her. <laughs> Because then, because if AJ ended up with her, then why was she at the restaurant wanting Henry? So you don't even have to continue because that answers the question. I forgot. (laughs) Moving right along. Okay, but wait, but who is that other girl? She's just some rando that they hired at the restaurant. You know, it's a new year. Who knows? You and I might even become friends. Whether or not you're actually interested, you have about 10 seconds to make up your mind after I round that corner. Starting now. One. Two. Three. Four. And where do you think you're going? Permission to come aboard. 
permission granted. You bought me a wall? Not bought. Rented. And this thing didn't come cheap either. It cost me a hundred bucks. You bought me a wall? You said that already. I was worried about you too, Pacey. Me? Why? Maybe I think that nobody's worrying about you right now. Casey, you're unbelievable. I mean, as soon as I think I have you all figured out, you go and you do something so outrageous that I mean, completely challenges me in a way that no one else would even think of. True love? Yeah, it's my girl's name. Kind of high on the schmaltz factor, huh? Acutely. But sweet. So then, <clears throat> what you're really saying then is that Given the highly dysfunctional nature of our relationship, this is actually how you express concern for me. You gotta learn to read between the banter, Pacey. So, you gonna thank me? For what? Well, for all manner of things. You know, like defending your honor, bucking the system... Tilting at windmills while in the throes of a misguided hero complex? Pacey, if I was going to thank you for anything, it would be for being yourself and, you know, not caring what anybody else thinks and... And for knowing in your heart what's right and wrong, and, and for being there this year. When I need to do the most. In case I don't say it enough. Thank you. Now these two, clearly, are in the early stages of some screwball mating ritual. What? <laughs> okay, you got it all wrong, lady. Really. I mean, Pacey. I mean, Pacey, Pacey's a lot of things. Impulsive thoughtless, stubborn, but after everything that's happened this year, can you honestly doubt for a second that he doesn't truly care about you? Who's the girl? What girl? When you named your boat after. True love isn't a person, it's an idea. An unattainable idea. He's an unattainable girl. <laughs> when you fall in love and it doesn't work out, you think that it'll never happen again, but it does. Believe <laughs> me, it does. In the strangest of places. I'll tell you something, though. She is really, really annoying. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, this girl is amazing. There is not a single subject on the face of the planet that she doesn't have an opinion about. It's mind-boggling. No, it's not quite like that. I mean, you gotta understand it. The girl's really smart, so she's usually right. And when she argues, it comes from this really beautiful, pure place. So, I mean, how can you fight against that, you know? Especially if you're a smart-ass like me. Is she pretty? Yeah, she is pretty. She is very, very pretty. She's actually the... That kind of pretty that gives you butterflies, you know what I mean? Look at that girl, Dawson. Just take a good look. She's a freaking goddess, man. How long did you think it was going to be before some guy comes along and is interested in her? I mean, really, dude. It's you, didn't he? <laughs> what makes you say that? I'd have to be a moron not to. She's so beautiful that every time you look at her, your knees tremble, your heart just melts, and you know, right then and there, without any reservations, that there is order and meaning to the universe. No, because I'm 16, and in my entire life, there have been two people who've actually known me, Pacey, Dawson, and... This AJ guy didn't know you. I don't care how you felt about him, Joe. He didn't know you, because if he did, he never would have walked away. I was going to say you, Pacey. This slow build of Pacey and Joey is my favorite thing on planet Earth. When they ditch school and he takes her to the post office to pick up the name of his boat, loved that. And then they're on the side of the this, this street hitchhiking. It reminds me, it's of a movie you haven't seen, but it's one I've recommended to you. There's a black and white, it's the very first rom-com. It happened one night 
there's this, a famous scene in that movie where the man and the woman are hitchhiking on the side of the road and the he convinces her to like hike up her skirt so that she'll attract a car. It was totally reminiscent of that. I loved it so much. And then when he finally reveals the name, that it's true love. True love? Yeah, it's my girl's name. Kind of high on the schmaltz factor, huh? Acutely. But sweet. And then she's helping him with the boat. And I love when she's about to get on and he's like, ah, ah, ah. and then she has to say permission to come aboard. Isn't that the very final episode, though? They or does it do happen it twice? Oh, when it's not even a boat, when he when he first shows it to her, she tries to get on it. And <laughs> he doesn't let her that. on That's and so she has cute. to ask for permission. And where do you think you're going? Permission to come aboard. Permission granted. He bought her a wall. It's just, I, she says it to him after he reveals that he bought, he rented it for her. She says that. Pacey, you're unbelievable. I mean, as soon as I think I have you all figured out, you go and you do something so outrageous that I mean, completely challenges me in a way that no one else would even think of. And I was like, you dumb idiot. <laughs> like, don't you <we> understand? <laughs> He sees her. <laughs> he does! For who she is and not who Dawson wants her to be. Not only does he see her, but he calls her to be a greater version of herself, but the greater version that she actually wants. Yes. Whereas Dawson is calling her to be the greater version that he thinks she should be. Totally. I have to say, you pointing out to me in the very first season the difference in the way that they speak to her has changed the way that I watch this show. Because in the ver- in the end of the first season, when they're dealing with Joey and her dad, you said that Dawson only thinks about his feelings for Joey and their interactions as it relates to him. And he always uses the word I. And Pacey always uses you. At the very end of this, Dawson, all he cares about is saying... I can't lose you. I want you. I this. I that. And Pacey, the very first up, once it's out there, Pacey says to Joey, I know how I feel. You know how I feel. That much is obvious by now. But during this whole process, we've managed to miss the point. Because the point is not how I feel. It's how you feel. So how do you feel? That's all. That's, that's all there is. It absolutely actually is as simple as that. After they have the boat race, Mm -hmm. when Joey and Dawson are sitting there talking slash arguing and Dawson is saying whatever the hell he's saying, (laughs) I was like, do you even care what she wants? (laughs) No. Are you even asking her what she wants? Literally, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. What was your reaction the first time that Jen accidentally told Dawson? (gasps) Oh, my God stress that's what it was when jen said whatever it was to console dawson because she thought he knew by then yeah that was the moment that kicked off the best writing and the best acting that the show has ever seen which honestly is not saying that much because usually it's bad but it was so unbelievably good even when Dawson gets mad at Jen, and as he's walking away, he yes. says, What can I say? What can I do? You can do me the same favor that you did them. You can keep this to yourself, all right? Thanks for protecting me. The way he even said that was so real. 
And I felt what Jen felt. Yeah, what he says to her is that, like, do me the same favor you did them. Don't say anything. Mm. I was like, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> and honestly, it was such a fucking honest mistake that Jen made. What do you think about her decision to find out this information granted i understand why she didn't tell dawson it, it, it wasn't her place to tell him but for her not to say something to joey and pacey like you guys have to at some point because it's not fair to me to be having to hold on to this information so true because she really doesn't say that until joey literally asks her when joey's talking to jen earlier that day she's talking about how she knows she's got to tell him and is kind of asking like what do you think and jen's answer is joey if you're asking me whether or not you should tell dawson the answer is a big fat yes but she didn't even say that until joey literally asked her for the advice jen is so sweet to joey after pacey first kisses her in that episode where they're separated and the girls are with the girls and the guys are with the guys yeah (laughs) i like when joey and jen are friends and i wish there was more of it like that she doesn't push she leaves clues for joey to be like i know you could tell me just tell me (laughs) and then she finally does and i think the advice she gives her is good if it came out of nowhere then how come i'm not surprised you should ask yourself joey if this is really nothing, then why are you so upset and so confused? So it was a little different for me when Pacey first kisses Joey, mm-hmm. because I have already seen it out of context so many times Yeah, when I was making TikToks about best TV first kisses, and we talked about it in one of our previous episodes. So it didn't have much of an emotional impact on me. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, the first time you saw it, were you expecting that to happen? And how did you feel? So I wasn't expecting it. And it's not so much that the kiss does so much for me. What it really does, and I think I actually said this in our first kisses episode, is that it really only just serves as a relief that now it's like out there. Because we've seen Pacey struggling for the episodes leading up of like, How does he feel? What's he going to say? How's he going to do it? And we've seen him almost do it a couple of times. Like when, oh my God, like when he goes to her house about after their drunken Valentine's Day thing and he teaches her to drive and you think he's going to, and you think he's going to tell her there and then he ends up teaching her to drive. But it was just a relief that now better or worse, she knows to some extent that there's something there. She right now doesn't know the depth of what's there on his side, but the fact that they kiss is just like, oh, thank God, finally. Like, now we can talk about it and deal with this and see what's going on for Joey because we really haven't seen it other than her overreacting to the Jen Pacey thing. We haven't seen nearly as much signal on Joey's side that there's a reciprocation there. When you describe it as like an, oh, thank God feeling... I totally agree. And I had that feeling a bunch of times in the la- in the final really? few episodes. There were so many moments where I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> finally, like the weight is lifted. I can breathe. I really love the scene leading up to it when they're in the car and they're talking and she at first won't say what's even going on. And he's really trying to get like what happened. What do you want me to say, Pacey? You were right. You were right. Okay. Right as always. 
AC Winter. The only person in my life who ever speaks the truth. That's not entirely accurate. Well, you told me what was going to happen. Which was what, Joe? What happened up there? There was another girl. Uh, I'm sorry, Joe. And she's upset and she's talking about AJ and Dawson and this and that. And and then he finally gets like just a glimmer. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. When he's like, this AJ guy didn't know you. I, I don't care how you felt about him, Joe. He didn't know you because if he did, he never would have walked away. I was going to say you, Casey. Yes. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> God! <laughs> now, do I wish that Joey would for once say something about Pacey besides talking about Dawson? Yes, but we'll get there. <laughs> Speaking of being stuck together, when Joey and Pacey have to share the bed at Aunt Gwen's. Okay, look, we're just gonna have to make the best of this, all right? Fine. But if I so much as feel Joe, anything... get in bed. While you're at it, get over yourself. Casey, get your butt away from me. My butt wants nothing to do with your butt, okay? Give me some of these covers, man. Joe. Joe. Pa, please. (laughs) (laughs) The tension. It is just too much like there's so much going on for both of them because she's trying to still figure out what she really wants and wants it to kind of go back to normal but also doesn't and he now at this point they're like bickering like they always used to because they're in this like place of unrest they're so tense that another moment of like oh thank god is when she's they're outside and he's upset because he's watching her do her joey dawson thing singing daydream believer are you okay not so much no what's wrong well it's the history it's killing me how can a guy compete when the two of you have your own karaoke routine you're not supposed to compete we're supposed to have our own history I mean that. Well, what did you mean? I don't even know anymore, Pacey. What? You know this little arrangement we got going between us? Yes. Well, it sucks. It sucks up one side and down the other. It's uncomfortable, it's weird, and I hate every single second of it. And she stops him from going back inside and tells him that... Look, I felt it. What? This morning, your arm brushed up against me in bed and... I felt it. How did it feel? Made me feel alive. Oh my god. (laughs) I mean, I I don't even know. (laughs) I can't remember if this happens before or after that, but one of the first moments when I first felt a sense of like I can breathe was actually when Joey and Dawson were sitting in the loft of the barn. Mm -hmm. I don't even know that it was necessarily what they were saying, but something about Dawson was wearing, this is so silly, but (laughs) Dawson was wearing just like a gray t-shirt, short sleeves, and you could tell the wind was blowing. And it just felt, 
he seemed James Vanderbeek himself <laughs> seemed <laughs> way more relaxed than normal. Dawson has such a tightly wound something about him. And that scene felt like something had, I don't know, just unraveled and relaxed a little bit. And it felt great. I completely agree. And I actually wonder, and I often do, do you think that his reaction would have at all been different if he had found out differently? What if she told him then? Do you think he would have reacted the same way? Uh, I think he still would have been very angry and upset, but I do think the whole thing would have played out differently. differently. Yeah. I think that too. And I understand why they didn't, but it seemed like, especially between Joey and Dawson in that episode, there were a couple of times where she could have said something. Yeah, I think part of the reason why he was so, so angry was because it was happening behind his back. Yeah. And he found out by accident. Yeah. It's like in in the Sex and the City movie when yes. Miranda says, It's the cheating part. The behind my back part. The violation of the trust. That's what's killing me. And it's true. But um, after, after Joey tells Casey that it made her feel alive, when he says, Joey, I'm going to kiss you now. You can't. Joe? You can't say something like that to me and expect me not to kiss you. So that's exactly what I want to do. I'm going to kiss you in about 10 seconds. And if you don't want me to kiss you... Well, if you don't want me to, I guess then you're just going to have to stop me. I'm going to count to 10. And if you don't want me to, you're going to have to stop me? And then the way he the way he moves toward her with an energy of like I am fully going to kiss you, but also in a totally non threatening way. Yes, like he it it very much felt like she at any point could not do it, say she doesn't want to do it, and he would totally. It wasn't like you know. Yeah. Then the conversation that they have around the fire at the end when he is. A little frustrated at this point that, like, she hasn't really said much. Like, besides that, she hasn't given him enough to really feel like they're in it together and as opposed to him just continuously putting himself out there over and over again. And when he tells her that he can't keep being the one to kiss her. I I can't can't keep on kissing you, Joe. What do you mean? I mean just that. I can't keep on kissing you. All right? I've done it twice now. I can't be the one that's always initiating this. I can't be the one who's always giving you the answers. (laughs) Look at me, Joey. I can't. Please. If you felt even one shred of what I feel for you, standing here having this conversation. If this is what she wants, she has to do something, and then she does. Them making out in the dock storage room is is way too much. (laughs) It was so... Actually, that was another moment where I felt relief. Really? 
because I was a was glad I was it was finally <laughs> happening, but also they seem relieved. Yeah, and their chemistry is in full force. And then uh, that episode is confusing for us to talk about because yeah, they because it goes replay. back so many times. Yeah, yeah. But when we see Pacey leave and he looks kind of flustered, and then a minute later Joey walks out and she looks flustered. <laughs> I love the shot um, when Joey's at the library with Andy and she's standing at the computer and Andy's standing behind her and we can see Joey's face, but Andy can't. Yeah, and she's saying that she thinks like, maybe she still has a thing for him. Yes. So when Joey and Pacey both end up at Dawson's and they're having that conversation outside and Dawson overhears them. And then one of them ends up saying, you knew, I think Joey says yeah, it. Joey, the way that he says, I knew, you know, don't you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> because the first time we see that we still haven't seen the scene where Jen accidentally tells him. Yeah. So when he says it, the way he says it, I was like, holy shit. And then they get into that whole... Dawson is pissed, understandably, and... It's not like that. But how was it, Joey? Because Jen was a little short on details. She told you? Well, she thought I knew. I mean, I had to be pretty freaking stupid not to know, right? That the two people I trusted most in the world were lying to me? So are you... Are you bored? Are you confused or just malicious? Hey, look, I started this thing, Okay. If you're going to get angry at somebody, you get angry at me. It's not I don't think you're in any position to talk about what's fair. He's going on and on and on, and then he says... This has nothing to do with sex. Oh, what, are you in love? Is that what this is? And it cuts to them. Oh, And man. you watch Pacey turn to her, and Dawson says... Don't look, don't, don't look at her, all right? Don't... I, I was like... <laughs> This, how am I watching the same show that I've been watching for three seasons? This is so good. Unreal. The way he says, what are you in love? It is like one of the best line readings like I've literally ever seen ever. Because he almost can't believe that he's going to say that. It is the way he says it is so flippant because to him, he can't possibly believe that that's the case. Yes, it's so ridiculous that he he knows yes. himself he in that moment that he's being ridiculous by even saying it. Yes. And then the way Pacey turns, it's yeah. like his worst nightmare coming true. The way he screams, don't look at her. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he says, you know, what, Pacey, I feel sorry for you. Because when all this is over, you're really going to need your friends and you're not going to have any. You are not going to have a single one. Yes. I'm telling you, Dawson has such a low opinion of Pacey. He thinks that the only thing that could possibly be going on here is that Pacey wants to sleep with Joey. I know his brain can't comprehend anything beyond that because it's so like whatever. But also just the go-to assumption for him is that this is just Pacey's latest conquest on a string of of girls that he likes. Which is so factually untrue. We haven't even seen Pacey behave that way. The only way that Dawson functions in the world is by putting people in categories and Correct. A hundred percent. And he even says to Pacey later when they're having another fight on the docks. (laughs) I couldn't believe this came out of his fucking mouth when he says... Perfect for you, right? Because you're only interested in girls you can save or screw, right, Pace? Which actually, on some level, he's not totally wrong. Right. 
But I also could not believe he had the balls to say that. And you saw it hit Pacey. Also, when he says to him, So I guess it's safe to assume that friendship doesn't come above sex in your list of personal priorities. This has nothing to do with sex. I'm like, you son of a bitch, you should hit him right now. <laughs> Especially now with the added context that you pointed out. Yeah. Like, where does friendship rank for you, Dawson? You've yeah. been a shitty friend to him all along. A thousand percent. And also, the glaring difference to me is in dawson versus andy andy's reaction is the proper one she has just the right amount of hurt when she comes up and she's like what's going on and dawson's like flipping out and says like why don't you ask pacey ask him how long he enjoyed been sneaking around behind my back or better yet ask joey ask her how long she has been lying to me and to you go ahead ask him because i can't stand and look at it Andy, understandably, is incredibly upset and then is like, God, how could you be so stupid, Pacey? You know you're going to get hurt. She is never going to love you like she loves him, okay? He is her first love, Pacey, her first love. Never going to love you like she loves him? That, and you could see Pacey hit, hear that too. When she's crying and says, like, that's her first love because he's her first love. Yeah. Andy has some great stuff later, too. First, we have to talk about the the Dawson-Joey fight in his bedroom. First, when she goes up to him before the stuff on the lawn, when he's watching the last picture show, mm -hmm. when we watched their first date in this rewatch i made note they really did see the last picture show i was curious if that was a revisionist like they just said that they did but when they go that's what's on the screen i was impressed with that detail the way he explains the plot of the movie and us seeing it multiple times before we know he knows and then after yes well is there three friends who grew up with each other jeff bridges is in love with Syl shepherd and she dumps him it breaks his heart He's completely devastated. And <laughs> turns out she's not. She just kind of moves on to the other guy. And uh, it destroys her friendship. Yeah, it's never the same after that. And that's how the movie ends. Everyone alone, everyone hating each other. It's pretty depressing, actually. I don't know why I'm watching it. It is incredible. The words he chooses to use and the emphasis he puts on things and just the look that he gives her when he's talking about how Sybil Shepherd is not upset that she breaks up with the first guy and like he thought she'd be devastated and she just isn't and then she moves on to the next guy and like they it, the movie ends horribly and they're all not friends and that paired with the look that he gives her. He's like disgusted by the whole thing that like this is what it's honestly what she described to Jen when she's afraid to tell him that he's now painted her as this like villain who's like gotten between them and is ruining their lives. And uh, that's totally accurate. <laughs> yes. From his point of view. <laughs> <laughs> but then when she follows him back up to his room, him saying intend for this to happen, Dawson, no, any of it. intend, it does not provide me any solace. I'm sorry. 
I say that all the time in my head. It's like one of the best lines ever. He's like done with it, but also needs to say what he needs to say to her. There is nothing, and you know this uh, from a personal standpoint, because we've talked about this a thousand times. Mm -hmm. When you're angry with someone and their first instinct is to defend their intentions, (laughs) it makes me 50 times angrier instantly. (laughs) I don't care what your intentions were. Yeah. I'll most of the time, I if you had bad intentions, we wouldn't even be having this argument. <laughs> exactly. So for you to defend your intentions rather than either taking responsibility for what you did or at the very least us arguing about what it is that you did and what right. the impact was, leave your intentions out of it. It was not the right thing for her to say. <laughs> she could have said a lot of other different things and intentions at the forefront was not the move to make. <laughs> but the other problem is, is that he's looking for an answer that she doesn't have. Yeah. I love when he sits down. He starts the conversation that they're standing and then he has to sit because he just like can't take it. And says like, then explain it to me. Explain to me how two people who who can barely stand to be in the same room with each other end up outside my window arguing about the future of their relationship. I can't. Okay. He's like begging her to give him an answer as to how this has happened. She doesn't have one. What memory am I having about something in a show or movie where they're talking about two magnets repelling each other and one of them just needed to flip? Oh my God. You're killing me. I don't think I'm going to think of it. I'm trying to Google it, but it's not going to give it to me. If anybody knows, please, please, I'm begging you. (laughs) You have to write in. The concept of what you're saying is so familiar to me, but I'm struggling to remember something more specific. Do you remember what they say? I'm pretty sure it's a woman who's saying it. Okay. I don't know if I can remember it more specifically. It's like two magnets of opposite charges that are repelling each other. All it took was for one of them to flip. All that you get when you Google is like how magnets were (laughs) (laughs) i don't know fuck that's that sucks and then joey tries to give him an explanation and that doesn't work either when she says everything between you and me is so complicated if things between us are complicated it's because you made them that way okay and that and then please like first of all that's not true second of all (laughs) but then he goes a step further and says do you really think that whatever was wrong with me is going to magically be better with him and you think that whatever was wrong when you were with me is going to magically get better when you're with him i don't know dawson i'm like fuck you dawson honestly that he that's basically saying there's something wrong with you yes and you're looking for a solution in him. Because he starts that by saying... Did you think that I would why, do Why? Why? Because I, you keep on saying that you want to go find yourself. Is this, is this what you've been looking for the whole time? Is Pacey what you've been looking no. for? Maybe it is. Maybe <laughs> it is. <laughs> so how does that scene end? I can't remember now. Even though well, I watched it like two hours ago. Well, there's more. Please, by the way, like, I want you to know... The things that I'm saying, I'm not, they're not written down. They're in here. Like, I, don't, I don't have them. I don't have them written down. Because then she says, I don't know, Dawson. I don't know, okay? I just know that I, I need him. <laughs> and then this bastard says to her, do you need him like you need me? Do you need him like you need me? Joey, it's a simple question. Do you need him like you need me? Like, you can't do that, Dawson. You can't. Those two things have nothing to do with each other, and you know that the way that I feel about him is completely separate from the way that I feel about you and our friendship. Friendship, Joe. Right now, I, we don't have a friendship. What? 
We, do, we would have a friendship right now. So this what? moment, we do not have a friendship. That is not You fair. can't have both of us. You can't have him as your boyfriend and me as your consolation prize. You're going to have to make a choice. And I'll tell you right now, if you choose him, I'm not going to be able to pick up the pieces when it all falls apart. I need at least an hour to recover from that. Do you need him like you need me? <laughs> Hits me in a place that I don't even know if I have the words for. It makes me all at once angry, upset, and like that specific type of anguish that you feel over someone that you want and love. Yeah. Because to be clear, I don't agree with literally anything Dawson maybe says or does for the last four episodes. But I do understand the feelings behind it. This is a lot for him to take on without... For him, if he's paying fucking attention, maybe he would have had some warning, but he's not. So like, for him, this is like out of nowhere. And now the person who like, it has always been Dawson and Joey, like number one, number two kind of a thing. And for better or worse, he thought she was always there. Now he's finding out like maybe that's not even the case. It upends his vision, not only for what his entire life is going to be, but what it's been. Yeah, that because he even says to her, like, this ruins everything. There's no going back. They're both of their acting in that scene is so good that I don't understand why up to this point it's been so bad. How are they so good in these extremely intense, dramatic scenes? I don't know. And the scene ends with her saying, like, what what do you want? What do you want me to say? Because I can't, he is asking her to pick between the two of them and she can't do it, obviously. And then he will ask her another 50 <laughs> times in 24 hours. No, she, longer than that. No, I guess even, it's like two or three weeks. And even but. when she outright tells him, I literally would have picked Pacey if you hadn't been asking me this question, she still can't hear that information. The next episode is the regatta. <laughs> All I could think of anytime anyone said regatta was friends when Rachel goes to the regatta gala. gala. (laughs) It's Danny. Don't let him in. I'm supposed to be at a regatta gala. We'll be right there. Can't you just say it starts later? What? What kind of a regatta gala starts at night? The fake kind. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, so we're back and we're starting with the uh, regatta episode where Dawson acts fully unhinged and tries to kill a bunch of people. <laughs> Literally, every single thing that Dawson says in this episode is wrong. <laughs> every explanation, every thought that he gives to Joey is just wrong. He tells her things like, I'm glad I kissed you. Well, that makes one of us. Glad I kissed you because it forced me to deal with the notion of losing you, Joey. I can't. I can't lose you. Not now. Not ever. Then he tells her that... I want you more than I ever have. And even when she tells him... You don't want me, Dawson. You said it yourself. You just don't want to lose me. That's what's true. That's what him kissing her made him realize. It's not that he wants her. He doesn't want her. He just doesn't want Pacey to have her. And then he, the explanation that he gives her about why he acted that way in in the regatta is that he th- he wants to be the kind of person that that Pacey is. He's like, honestly, I'm just trying to be the kind of guy you want. 
What kind of a guy is that? Well, it went for a guy who beat up a bully and, and bought you a wall. And that's not even what... No! What he achieved is not even the same as what he's even talking about. He thinks he's going to fight for her honor in a fucking sailboat race, and that's what's going to be the same as, like... By also cheating during the race and doing something incredibly dangerous and looking like an idiot. (laughs) He's like, I want to try and show you how I feel instead of telling you. Does he honestly think that that's what happened? He doesn't even know anything. He just is making guesses as to what he thinks they have, which he has no idea. Because God forbid he asked her a question about anything. So true. And that's the episode where the quote you already talked about, Pacey and Dawson fight at the docks at night. There are several low blows in that discussion. First of all, that Dawson keeps framing it as like, Pacey went after her. Like, it was some kind of thing that he is like, I'm going to screw with Dawson and purposely go after Joey so that she falls in love with me. It's it's ridiculous. He can't see past his own world. No. And now that you're talking about this, I can't even remember how we get from this to a point where Joey agrees to go to the prom with him. (laughs) (laughs) Joey just keeps... Joey is so, at this point, trying to get to any position where everyone is not like fighting and screaming and like all the ridiculous things that are happening. She just wants it to be normal. And so she'll do and say anything at this point to keep Dawson from flying off the handle like a maniac. Well, I, I was actually glad that they decided to go together because I knew it was going to set us up for some really good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want to say, before we get into the prom stuff, when Andy and Pacey are talking the first time uh, about going to the prom, the way he says to her, Do you want me to ask you to the prom? If I was her, I would have disintegrated (laughs) into the clouds. The way he said that, I was like, there's no way I should be feeling this way about a man who was 22 years old when he said that line. (laughs) When we first see Joey on the day of the prom, I was like, Katie Holmes was born to wear a black dress. With her hair in that like style, it was so Katie Holmes's thing where she like would like twist it up into that. It was perfect late 90s. Everything. Amazing. When Dawson lent her his mom's earrings and he said you're on loan like at the academy awards <laughs> i actually thought that was so cute especially because of how like sacred the academy awards are to dawson too yes. like to think about like what a special thing that is yes. to, to, <laughs> that is really cute which brings us to the moment that i said earlier about you getting triggered did you notice she put the earrings on with one hand <laughs> Those of you who've listened to our (laughs) Breakfast Club episode will know. I can't do it. We haven't talked about Jack too much, but he is the impetus for why they do the anti-prom at Leary's Fish House instead of going to the actual prom because that horrible woman at school won't allow him to buy a ticket if if he's going to go with a man. She was horrendous, and I was so glad how quickly 
his friends were like, we're doing something else and it's going to be cooler. Seriously. And how amazing was it when he's, I love when he and Andy are sitting at the table right next to her selling the tickets and like they're yeah. just being mean to her because she's being ridiculous. Just because the dregs of society go to your prom does not make it a success. Nobody that matters would be caught dead there. I certainly wouldn't go if you paid me. Oh, that's a good thing because we don't want your kind at our prom. And what kind is that? The good Christian kinds? You know, this is not about religion, Barbara. I mean, the kind that hates people. You know, the intolerant, judgmental, hypocritical kind. Close-minded, immature, bigoted kind. With bad fashion sense. Really bad. Look, at least I'm not going to hell. But that's, that's it? That's your whole comeback? <laughs> Yeah, but then we find out that Dawson's intentions were not so pure about the anti-prom. Oh, right. What? What? Because he wants to make it perfect. Yeah, he wanted because initially they were all just not going to go to prom. And when that's the case, he doesn't get his moment with Joey to be with her and dance with her and ask her to and the hold prom her, and, as yeah. he says. Yes. And tell, make her make r- remind her of what it feels like. So purely selfish intentions. No shock there. I love when Joey asks Pacey to dance. I'm meaning to ask you something all night, Pacey. Do you like to dance with me? Yes. How many times have you watched that scene? Because I know the way you work. Let me tell you, a lot, a lot of times. <laughs> It's It's been too many. I have probably a dissertation as to what I could say about every single one of their faces, the movements, the song that's playing. I know. I know. I've never heard that song. I don't know what it is. I literally don't. It's Me neither. Never heard it before or since, but it is so beautiful. just like the way she taps on his shoulder and asks him to dance and when they start dancing the way he quietly says how come this feels so right also we need to talk about the significance pacey doesn't dance with people if we remember when he went to the dance with andy despite the fact that he loved andy and wanted and asked her to dance and everything like that she was begging him to dance with her and he wouldn't do it. Well, partially, remember Joey says. Go as those dance lessons. <laughs> she made him better. The fact that he notices the earring she's wearing, points out that they're not her, and then points out that the bracelet is her, and why? Why did you get those? They're not you. Why, because I'm just a poor tomboy or Dawson gave them to me? Neither. See this? This is you. It's not showy or gaudy. It's just simple. Elegant. Beautiful. The way he describes how he remembers that the bracelet is her mom's. My mom's bracelet. I know. 
How do you know? Well, because you told me. Six months ago. You were wearing that uh, blue sweater, the snowflakes that you have. We were walking down the hallways at school. I was annoying you as per usual. I said, look, Basie, I just found my mother's bracelet this morning, so why don't you cut me some slack? He, he says this i can like picture what it looks like when he says it he's like we're in the hallway i was bugging you and he describes what she's wearing a sweater with snowflakes on it and she can't believe that he remembers it at all let alone in such tender detail i don't know how that interaction wasn't what allowed her to make her choice how could she not it was just completely tied to Dawson. She couldn't accept that in making that choice, she could potentially never have anything with Dawson ever again. Honestly, I'm unhappy that I just even asked that question because I don't want to introduce Dawson into this part of the conversation. (laughs) He doesn't deserve it. When she said... Remember that? I, we, I'm sure you knew exactly the next words that were going to come out of his mouth. The way my heart dropped at not only the way he said it, but the love and trauma of it being said in Call Me By Your Name. It's too much in both scenarios. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. (laughs) It is without a doubt the most lasting thing that has come out of Dawson's Creek. I see it everywhere. It comes up every like it is 100% the moment from Dawson's Creek. A minute after that, as they're dancing and we see Andy realize the connection that's happening there. And Joey has her eyes closed. The expression on her face is so emotional and so beautiful. And then we see her open her eyes and spot Dawson. And then it cuts to his expression. And then it cuts to Pacey, even though his back is to Dawson. He just knows from, from Joey's movement what's going on. I feel a very similar way to this scene as another one we've talked about in one of our very first episodes when Patrick sings simply the best to David Mm -hmm. because every single one of their faces when that moment happens when Dawson walks in, Joey is truly the happiest we've maybe ever seen her in her whole entire life. It is the... It is the peace and the moment of happiness that she's wanted through all of this. Same thing for him. And Andy, she almost smiles. And then she shrugs. Because it hurts, but because she's so happy that he... She's so moved by the moment that's happening in front of her that she's like, you know, it's okay. Look at what I'm losing him to. Yeah, almost like it's this moment that I'm witnessing is bigger. Yes, she just is resigned to the fact that that's 
what it is now. And then you cut to Dawson, who literally is seething with rage looking at them. It's a perfect moment of television. The degree of intensity, but also subtlety that all four of them play yeah. it with and with no dialogue at all. Right. Where has this been? <laughs> Truly no one knows. And then I love the contrast of the aftermath of both of those moments. The conversation between Pacey and Andy versus the conversation between Dawson and Joey. <laughs> Literally what I was cackling watching, Dawson screams, how could you do this to me at her in the street? <laughs> Not everything is about you. She gets startled by him. How could you do that to me? Are you trying to hurt me? No! Once again, <laughs> he has built a perfect little imaginary world yes. inside his head that he is living in. He has set all the expectations. Mm -hmm. He knows exactly how he wants it to play out. And when it doesn't happen that way, he cannot handle it. And listen, I feel for him, right? Like, I guess yes. that his heart is broken. He thought she was going to be his future. He can't believe it's happening with his best friend. I, I get it. And I do feel for him. But yes. this is not the way to handle you it, You can't bro. express it this way. You need to say that. Just say how you really are feeling instead of what he does say to her, which is like, I did all this for you. How could you dance with him at my prom? He even acknowledges and tells her that he's built this perfect scenario. Like The whole reason I suggested this whole story stupid alternative problem. It wasn't about Jack, it was about you. All right, and maybe I tried too hard, but I didn't want to miss my chance to dance with you, to hold you, to make you remember what it was like between us. Thought maybe, you know, if I could make it perfect. And... He's had it all planned out step by step of yeah. what he was going to do with down to the earrings and where it was and that he organized this whole thing for her and asked her as friends, but they were going to be more than that. It's a perfect example of guys who view themselves as, quote, nice. And a lot of them don't realize this, but mm -hmm. who use that as a way to manipulate someone or yes. a situation. He didn't lend her those earrings because he thought she would love them and want to wear them. Right. He lent them because it felt like the right fairy tale move and that it would be another step toward the ending that he wanted and expected. Yeah. He's writing a script instead of living yes. his life. Yes. One line, though, that actually did touch me in the middle of all that mess. I just want to remind you what you'd be missing if you didn't pick me. be missing a lot so would i would be missing everything and it actually did break my heart a little bit because i could see the most earnest part of him yeah. mm -hmm. that probably since they were kids even if they weren't acknowledging it to themselves like he probably always has believed that they were meant for each other yeah or he has not probably he has mm -hmm. and so when he says that i do i do feel for him in that moment i do but too. still and, and i do think that that is what's holding her back that that is the perfect yeah that's the perfect like simplification of what it is that is keeping her from really choosing pacey because He's right. The entire path is laid out before her. Exactly. And always has been, basically. Yeah. And she would be turning her back on, on everything that's been building towards this point. When Pacey and Andy are walking by the boats, what she says to him, because he's apologizing because he feels like he was dishonest with her, like asking her and, you know, dancing with Joey and all that. As soon as I got there, 
I realized that I wanted to go to the prom because... I know why you wanted to go to the prom, Pacey. And I'm sorry that it didn't work out for you. But at least you got to dance with her. What can I do? My heart broke that she was able to tell him, you know, at least you got to dance with her. Like, it's so mature and deep of her to understand his feelings so well that she can acknowledge that for him. And knowing that she loves him in a way that ultimately means she wants him to be happy more than she wants him to end up with her. Yes. And when she urges him to to really, really say how he feels fully, when he tells her that he's going away for the summer, she says, like... I mean, have you really told her, Pacey? You can't just leave without letting her know. I mean, that's not like you. You you don't just stand and let things happen, and you don't run away either. You have to tell her that you love her. And you have to try to get her back. Because if you don't, I promise you, you will regret it. Casey, you will. I love it so much. Speaking of him going away for the summer, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He's going to spend three months sailing his boat down to Key West. He's 16. <laughs> it was insane when Andy did it on The Office as a man who was like 43. <laughs> Not to mention, granted, we can assume he has experience. Oh, he does. Yeah, oh, we yeah. know he does because of that mentor sort of guy yes, in that other yes. season. So he does know how to sail, but it's not like this is something he's been doing his whole life. And he hasn't prepared in any way. This is a brand new boat that he fixed up himself. Who knows what could possibly be wrong with it? How many times has he taken out? Twice? I don't think he has ever. Well, he won the regatta gala. Oh, right. <laughs> It's unhinged. And then, not to skip ahead, because we still have stuff to discuss, but Joey goes with him in, uh, the spur of the moment. She doesn't even tell her sister. She doesn't have a cell phone. What, is she going to call her sister at the next port in oh, five I days? Didn't, wait, I didn't realize that she hadn't told her sister. I had thought she did. Did she? I Maybe I missed that. I feel like, because he says that Bessie and the Inn need you, or, and she said, I need you more. Yeah, but like to like the mention of it made it seem like to me she had already checked with her. I never thought about it. I didn't, that part didn't cross my mind. I assumed she had asked for permission to at least go. If she took a few minutes to have the conversation with her sister, she would have taken a few minutes to pack a bag. The, oh my God. People are carrying right. duffel bags left and fucking right in this season. Every time you turn around, <laughs> somebody else is a duffel bag slung over their shoulder. The one time you need it. No showers. There's no shower on the boat. You don't have a toothbrush. You have no clothes. You don't have a sunscreen. Catherine, you're sucks trying to kill their true love. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> One thing I do want to say, and I hate to nitpick this moment, believe me, I do. But the timing is confusing to me because she was at the wedding. She was wearing the bridesmaid's dress. So she goes home and changes, but doesn't grab anything else and then runs to him. Is he leaving in the evening? I thought he was leaving in the morning. Maybe that's the next morning. 
maybe he was at the wedding. So then why was she like racing to catch him instead of having gone straight to see him? That's an excellent question. <laughs> I hate to take the magic away from the moment, but. Well, maybe because she didn't, when she's uh, on the dock with Dawson. Yeah. Does she decide in that moment that she's going to go? Yeah. He says go and she turns around and runs away. And then the next. In a bridesmaid's dress. In a bridesmaid's dress. And then the next time we see her. She's racing to meet him at the dock, but she's wearing a totally different outfit. So it doesn't really add up, but it's okay. Anyway, back to the prom. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot believe that that moment was building between Jack and Ethan, and we didn't get a kiss. The way it happens later on doesn't even count. No, it does not. upsetting. Yeah. Uh, We should have gotten a Jack and Ethan kiss at the end of the prom. Totally. So then we see... Jen and Henry breaking up, which, like, please, we don't have enough to talk about. It's so annoying. (laughs) But what I really loved and thought was so funny is that at the beginning of the next episode, when they're cleaning out their lockers, that Jen and Henry are arguing through Jack. Jack, could you do me a favor? Could you tell Jen that I left my copy of Siddhartha in her her locker? I want it back. No. Why not? Because she's standing right here. Could you just ask her, please? Henry, this is ridiculous. Hey, Jen, guess what? Henry's come over here with this uh, ridiculously lame Siddhartha-related pretext because he's secretly hoping that you'll give him another chance. Wait, that's that's not what I, I said. Why don't you tell Henry that if he would like his book back, he should probably start digging? Hmm. Translation? She threw it away because it's a painful reminder of how much she regrets freaking out like a total drama queen and breaking up with you at the prom. Okay, I'm not a drama queen, and I'm not the only one who's totally freaked out. I thought that was really funny. We really didn't get enough Jack this year. He's we he's the best of everyone. Totally. Loved the cleaning out the lockers energy, by the way. Such last day of school vibes. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Is there anything on earth that feels better than pulling out a binder or a notebook with all kinds of stuff in it, flipping through, and then going, you know what? I don't need any of this shit and (laughs) flinging it into a a garbage pail. Is this also the episode where, so like turned around, where Dawson's parents, is this the final one? We're on the final one. Yeah, we're on the final one now. Okay. Dawson's parents got engaged in the end of the prom though. Okay. Which like, please, we didn't talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. But the saga of Gail and Mitch continues. Like we don't have enough. I was so relieved when Dawson said he was numb to it. (laughs) Like, obviously, I don't, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we don't want that to be the case, but I was like, thank God, because then we don't have to deal with it. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, Gail proposes to Mitch at the end of the prom. So now they're renewing their vows in the next, in the finale. Why do you think they didn't have her actually say, will you marry me? Because they are so connected, they don't need the words. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I really love that scene with Andy and Dawson in the foyer of the house where everyone's walking around in the background. There's all the commotion because the wedding is happening. I love that energy. Felt very father of the bride. And then it really hit me when Andy said, Letting go isn't a one-time thing. Something that you have to do over and over again every day. It's so true. So true. Wow. It's a lot. 
That is a lot. Yeah. How good was Pacey and Joey's conversation when they were walking down the sidewalk after he left the store? I love that version of Joshua Jackson. (laughs) I thought he was so good. When he's just like had enough of it. Yeah. Eating his three musketeers or whatever that was. Because one of the many, many, many things about Pacey that's great is that he holds her accountable for her feelings. He's like, listen. I don't know what to tell you. This is like up to you at this point. You know what the deal is. This is for you. He even says to her, That's not my decision. Yes, it is. It always has been. You may be too afraid to make it, but let's be honest with each other here. The decision to be together or not be together has always been yours. Oh, yes. Wow. Dude. (laughs) He's hot. (laughs) Dawson would just be throwing a tantrum. (laughs) like be with me which is exactly what he does do he throws four tantrums in this episode when joey is at the rehearsal with dawson and he's whining about her not being happy to be there i'm here aren't i in body but not spirits or you've got nothing positive to say you're basically going through the motions with a scowl in your face Dawson, I'm doing the best I can. Can you cut me some slack? Cut me some slack, Joey. Don't make me feel like this. Like what? Like you're stuck with me. All right, I don't deserve that. The rage that I felt in my <laughs> soul for when he said that, I swear to God almighty. I agree with you. And my question is, what should he have said? How could he have communicated that better? Because I get the feeling that yeah. he's having. But it came across really... To me... I, oh, well, the, here's the thing is I can't remember. When is it that Joey sits with Dawson and tells him, oh, it's probably after this. Probably it's what made her say this because she does tell him when she says that she would have chosen Pacey if Dawson would have been okay with it. And it's before this or after or that's what you're asking? I have to look at when it is because it's important to the story. Okay, it's after. So how do I think he could have better communicated it? I think he could have said... First of all, he has not asked her how she feels ever. <laughs> so just doing that would be job one. <laughs> Figuring out what exactly it is, how she feels. Does she want to be with him? Does she even want him as a friend? Like, what is it that they haven't had any conversations? He's just is bossing her around and she's sulking around in every scene, acting like she's held captive when they just don't, they're not speaking to one another. She needs to be like, hey, Dawson. I need you to not act like I'm your kept woman. Hear what I'm saying. I have feelings for Pacey, like it or not. This is what I would like to do. Are you going to be friends with me or not? (laughs) You're so right. You're so right. This is why whenever I'm in the weeds about something in my life, you are the person. Because you have this amazing way of gathering all the teeny tiny little details and just thank you doing what you just did i don't even know how to articulate it that uh means a lot to me because i pride myself on that so thank you well you should because (laughs) because but what baffles me is that she after he is whining that she's not acting happy to be there she does she does hear that to an extent because like you're right he is if he feels that way and she's making him feel that way that does suck and so she hears that for to an extent and tries to explain to him that the reason that this is happening is because she's most at this point she's trying to keep them both 
and she's trying to to tend to who she thinks is going to leave her fastest, which in this case is Dawson. That is so <laughs> true. That is such a perfect way of explaining it. Yes. So, so at this moment, she's just trying to salvage something with Dawson. So that's why she's spending all of the time with him because in her as sucky as this is, she's not really worried about Pacey going anywhere at the moment until she finds out that he really is leaving for the summer. She is kind of secure in how she feels about Pacey. She's trying to fix the Dawson thing so that it's not so fragile. And even when she explains that to him, your house is my house and your family is my family. And there's not a single significant event I've experienced that you haven't experienced with me. And I was so afraid of losing that. But that wasn't the choice. And if I thought that there was a chance that you would forgive me, I may have chosen differently. And you deserve to know that. He still makes her go to the wedding and all that stuff. To me, the moment at the docks later loses all nobility and honor like you have not you don't get the credit for letting her go when she's been begging for you to do that and you've had so many opportunities to give her what you know she's been looking for and you've chosen instead your own happiness instead of hers well and because at the docks he starts by letting her go last year you had the opportunity to go to paris and study because of me you didn't listen that wasn't your fault yes it was my fault because i should have made you go but I was selfish, and I didn't want you to go. I wanted you to stay here with me. And I refused to make that mistake again. Well, Dawson, I mean, what if it's my choice? I mean, what if I want to stay? Joey, come on. Even I can see it. Pacey's this year's Paris. And this time... You have to go. You have to see for yourself, all right? I can stand here and tell you that it's a colossal mistake and that all roads lead back to me, but that's not going to make any bit of difference. Words and speeches sound great, but they don't add up to anything. All that matters right now is what you want. And I think, okay, maybe he's he's finally back a little bit of my respect. Yeah. And then... immediately turns around and guilt trips her and says because after you're done dispensing your pleasantries here you're going to turn around and you're going to walk away from me aren't you you just told her to go that is so i'm sorry i don't think dawson is abusive but that is yes what kills me is i wonder why they did it like that Because they could have had a moment, like, not that I agree with this sentiment at all, but if we were going to have, like, a a Dawson letting Joey go moment, it could have been done in a way where where we actually came away thinking, okay, that was really hard for Dawson to do, and and maybe we could respect his character a little bit. But instead, he still is acting like a petulant child when he is like, you're going to leave me. And, like, like, shut up. Yes. Then why are you saying it? Right. Then why are you saying, why did you bring her out there to say that in the first place if you were going to follow it up with that? Also, by the way, through that whole scene, I knew it was leading up to the meme. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was like, here it is, baby. I'm ready to experience it firsthand. And and the other thing is, is that I get his feeling in that scene because Joey is looking for him to be like, it's fine. We're still best friends. Like, go be with him. And that's not fair either, because she can't expect him to put aside his feelings for what she wants is the ideal scenario, too. So for him to so for her to be thinking, okay, this is completely fine and now I can go off and be happy is not cool either. But again, he loses all good graces that he could have gotten from that conversation by all of the things that he says and does. Oh, we forgot to mention when Pacey painted Ask Me to Stay on the wall. Oh, shit. That's right after Joey tells Dawson she would have chosen Pacey. And then she gets a phone call from Bessie that she has to stop at the store. Pacey on that wall, man. I love the fake splattered paint all over his face when she I was talks. like you guys <laughs> this is too much is he <laughs> incapable of painting without it getting all over he him did one swipe <laughs> i love that every time they speak he is very intentional with the fact that he's telling her that it's not an ultimatum and i understand i do i understand there are no ultimatums here at one point, they're standing in front of the wall, and he asks her... Okay, I just gotta ask one more question, then I'm gonna stop making this hard on both of us, I swear. If it weren't for Dawson, did you ever love me like that? What? Like a soulmate? She doesn't really give an answer. I'd curious to know what she was going to say, because needless to say, it's a question that comes up, unfortunately, again. I think the answer to that question is yes, that she can love him like that. And she can actually love him bigger and deeper than yeah. that. But since Dawson is all she's known. Yeah. It takes her a long time to get there. Yeah. Her feelings don't take a long time to get there, but her mind takes a long time to catch up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he writes, ask me to stay on the wall. I love the shot of her looking at it. I just wish it hadn't been written in like dripping red paint. <laughs> Listen, he went for theatrics. How much of a relief was it when she shows up as he's leaving to tell him that she thinks she loves him? His face, we get another one of those shots, like the one in the library. The look that he gets when she says, I think I'm in love with you. And then he just smiles and says, you think or you know. I think I'm in love with you. You think or you know? I know. known us since the moment you kissed me and maybe even before that and <sighs> scary as it is i don't want to deny it anymore pacey i don't want to run from it and i don't want to let it run from me once again pacey witter holding people responsible for their feelings <laughs> <laughs> and at that moment i thought she was going to ask him to stay really i did and then she decides to go i think it's a perfect ending it really is. I love when they kiss. She is so freaking happy and so cute. When he like grabs her face and she's smiling. This is the ultimate feeling of the weight being lifted. Yes. They feel it feels so easy and so right. They sail into the into the sunset. 
Was it a sunset? Actually? I really do think it was. That's why I'm confused on the time. Who knows what time of day it was? Lord only knows. Regardless, <laughs> they're 16. They have nothing with them. And they're sailing into the sunset. So what do you think is going to happen next season? Well, one thing I know happens because I saw the thumbnail is that Pacey has a shaved head. Well, not shaved completely, but very short. Yeah. In mm-hmm. the first episode, you're making a face, but I'm fucking into it. It's not my I favorite. I love it. It's not my favorite. <laughs> um, what's going to happen? Well, I'm assuming season four is when they have sex. Mm-hmm. So that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jack is definitely going to have a real, like he's going to be in love. He's going to have a real relationship and be in love which i am so excited about hopefully jen and henry are done i want to say that dawson is going to be mostly over the whole thing Mm -hmm. but i can't imagine that they would miss the chance for more drama on that (laughs) so i'm guessing he's not going to be over it (laughs) and maybe he won't be talking to either one of them at all for quite some time but maybe he'll repair his relationship with jen first because even though he felt betrayed by her, it's not as much. So maybe yeah. Dawson and Jen will start hanging out again. Maybe they'll even get back together. Mm, maybe. And... We do see some some of that at the end of this season when he when he goes back to his bedroom and Jen and Jack and Andy are there. Oh, yeah. It does sort of seem like they're going to at least. That was so cute that they did that. It really is. It's so nice to have friends who will be there even when you say you don't want them to be there. Yeah. Am I on track with any of those? Yeah, let's put it this way. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised by Dawson's future behavior. Okay. Oh, good. I'm I'm into that. Let's <laughs> say so, yeah, this is the low point. All right. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with someone you think might like it too. And give us a five-star review on iTunes and on Spotify. Till next time. Bye. So let us feel this empty earth with hope. Until